living in an artificially induced state of consciousness that resembles sleep. The poor and the underclass are growing. Racial justice and human rights are non-existent. We have been lulled into a trance. They have made us indifferent to ourselves, to others. We are focused only on our own gain. That is their primary method of survival. Keep us asleep, keep us selfish, keep us sedated. You are listening to Toward Anarchy on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Here's your host, Michael Storm. I better, I better take that hoodie off before I get to go in there because you know me, I'll get a little bit worked up and I'll get, I'll get sweaty up in here. Uh, welcome to Toward Anarchy. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Michael Storm, and I am here every every Sunday at 1 p.m. live worldwide across the Republic Broadcasting Network. My pleasure to do that. To come here and chat, talk a little bit about anarchies, economics, uh, politics. Pop culture, lots about comic books. Oh, boy, fantastic, wonderful things happening with the comic book shop. After a couple of years of, of trying to build this thing up and and just the the partner problems and, and things that we've had to go through. And, and uh, you would think for something as simple as a little retail shop and comic book shop that it wouldn't be so hard to – uh, to to just make it happen, to get it set up, and to get it working and it, like it should be, it, it, and get it to a point where it can start feeding some people, uh, an employee, maybe an owner, you know, maybe one of the owners, uh, and it, it and to but to have it, you, it, it, it's complicated certainly at any time, right? But then to have. All the troubles that I've had, the the bad partners. Oh, geez, the, you you've been here, you've been uh, along, you've heard the stories, and and they're not and they're not just stories, they're they're real things. This shop is real. Hooked on Comics on the corner of 29th and Oakley, right here in Topeka, Kansas. It, it's the only real comic book shop here in Topeka, uh, and uh, we it, we've managed to make it grow. And 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 most of that growth has been in the last year, where I've been. I won't say I've been in charge, but I've been more of a, uh, a more of a influence in it's just sort of consulting and do setting things up, making things happen, just getting the real work done uh, that wasn't being done with with the leadership that we had in the previous year and a half or so, and so it's fantastic, and it's and it's easy to do when you have good partners and and they and they're hard workers and they want to work and they want to make it work. And so it's really exciting to see all that coming together because it's all of a sudden the whole place will go from sort of a hundred thousand dollar business on on paper to a business with, you know, quarter to a half a million dollars in assets and value. So, you know, something that I spent a few thousand dollars and and a lot of a lot a lot of my own time and energy to help make into a real thing is is 
coming around. It's coming true. And and just this switch, this change, I'm actually this is the this is the beauty part of it. How does this work out? Right. Um, I'm I'm reducing my shares in the company, but raising my value, the value of the remaining shares that I have. It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, it, this is just part of one of the things, one of the things that you could find me talking about at any given time. And uh, if you'd like to follow along, if you'd like to find some other things, if you're not digging on what it is I'm chatting about at the moment or whoever I happen to be chap, whomever I happen to be chatting with, uh, then there's so much more at TowardAnarchy.com. It's a wonderful site. I've been putting some uh, effort into it here uh, daily because I've been working on – I told you that I started a Rumble page. Never had a lot of success on YouTube. I keep getting strikes about content because of my conversations with uh, Dr. Lloyd, for one, but my own – uh, understanding of the numbers, the the lies, the information in and around the 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 medical pharma industry, but in, in with vaccines in particular, and and how I've watched the the vaccine uh, scam, the fraud that it is, really just be uh, perpetrated on the people over in the last twenty about twenty. Yeah, right at 20 years. My daughter is 23 yesterday. Uh, not my oldest daughter, but my oldest daughter in, in the immediate family that's still here. Uh, my oldest daughter is off on her own in Nebraska uh, with her with uh, with her children and husband and uh, doing their own thing. But uh, so that means it, because it was Zoe, it was it, that was it was when she was very young, three, four years old, right in there. Uh, so it's been right at 20 years when I I first went, well, wait a minute, what the hell are they doing to my child? And then I, I started looking more into what vaccines are and how they've grown in number over the period of time for just from my own youth and and that they were all for these diseases that didn't they, they weren't terminal. And there were all of these things that these other diseases and things that we never vaccinated for and that they have this same. You start looking at the math, you start looking at the numbers, you see this same uh, curve, this same bell curve, the the wonderful bell curve I'm always talking about, uh, because it exists in so many places, and it's such an easy visual understanding. Do do, do you get it? This is this is where we were. This is where everybody else is. This is where we should be. You know that kind of thing. It's really easy to point out on there. But that that vaccine graph was the same for. Uh, you know, scarlet fever or or measles. You know, one we vaccinate for, one we don't, and and you know, one was considerably deadly. Uh, both in their time were pretty deadly, but those are those that, that on that bell curve of understanding of, of how these uh, diseases work and how our own understanding of why they come about and and how we avoid them in general is is. Uh, it, it's a, it's an easy path to follow for every single one of these things, and that's just one little bit of the information that I started to get. And I get, and and if I talk about something like that and I post it up on YouTube, I'm I'm going to get a strike, and they're going to tell me, well, you uh, you said something that's medically incorrect or does, that doesn't go along with the established medical uh, ideas that that we want to put forth. And and I challenge them. I've challenged them. I said, well, if I've said something wrong or if I've said something that's untrue prove it 
I, I, I'm on record. I went back. This is one of the things that was so great about the website here recently, and and redoubling some effort into it, and and being able to go back and put all of all of the last couple of years of of content and me talking about the vaccines and COVID nineteen and. I was. I'm proud to put all of that back up there. It's it's interspersed in between all the other stuff that I'm talking about. But because it was such a big thing over those over the previous couple of years, it, it's up in the conversation a lot. And I'm watching it, and I'm right the whole time from beginning to end. When you're talking about how it was going to work, exactly how they would mani- manipulate. This is all all before they did it. I'm on the record, and I'm proud of it. And and if I was wrong. I would tell you I was wrong. I would I would be happy to tell you. I would be thankful to tell you that I was wrong. I would be happy to see our so-called science uh, actually be true once. Their so-called science, real science, is is often very true or or at least studyable. And nobody's going to look at you and tell you trust the science. Uh, this was this is it was a laughable notion to me. Uh, if I it was already the whole thing, the whole COVID experience was just a uh, it was something that I could sit back and and laugh at in a very sad way, <laughs> um, and and because I knew what was happening, I knew exactly how it was going to play out and it's exactly what it is now there was dr drew you know dr drew pinsky right he's sort of a a hollywood doc a radio doc he's not uh, you know the the medical expert uh but he absolutely is he spent many many years and and many many (laughs) individual experiences with patients and treating real people mostly for addiction that's his big thing but he, if you were if you were trying to understand addiction, I assure you, if you are trying to understand addiction and you are successful at curing addiction, is because you stand you understand uh, psychology and physiology uh, may, maybe on a much better level than the average doctor. There's there's just no question about it because you're able to reach in to a person uh, into their brain and into their body and and fix those things through them. You know, to for with without sort of splitting them wide open and, and fixing those things. I'm saying, I'm saying you have a better understanding of how the brain and the body in particular work together and, and how they produce health and how they, how they project our health and how they influence our health. Uh, uh, the whole point was at TowardAnarchy.com, there's all these various wonderful shows, all these things that I've talked about, all these things that I've been right about. I challenge YouTube to ever prove me wrong on anything, anything that I've ever been wrong in this real limited numbers of things, especially right here, uh, because I try to be very open. I'm, I'm really good at this. I'm as good at, as anybody at this and, and doing this and putting together uh, information and putting it forth in a way that people can understand it. And to that end, uh, anytime you visit TowardAnarchy.com, uh, when, you, when you see, for instance, the Rumble link over there on the side or the Facebook link or, or uh, the, the TLB Talk link, any, any of those links and you, and you follow along that or you, or you see us anywhere on social media, one of those links – Please like, share, follow, subscribe. I'm I, I'm not ask I'm not asking you to put down your money. I'm not even asking you to put down your time because these, these it takes literally a second. Just click. That's it. That's all. 
Just click. It, it blows my mind. Uh, I, I've, I've talked about it before, how I'll use uh, YouTube or, or any number of places where they count and you can see the count and you can see the likes. I'll use it to play along the drums, usually right after I finish the show here. It's one of the things that I do to, to wind myself down from, from being animated and up and talking about things that can be a little bit sometimes, you know what I mean? Uh, the, 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 with all of this, when you take all this, you put it all together, I, I need the likes, the shares, the follows, the subscribes, because that's, that's how this thing grows. That's, I, I don't need money. I, to make it happen, the technology I have covered myself, uh, the network is there for me. I, I have all these things in place that make it so that it, that it's a minimal investment for me to do this, and I and it doesn't impact my my daily uh, funds and things like that. It doesn't impact my family because I'm spending money on on uh, things that don't generate wealth for us. And, and and because obviously obviously that has to be some kind of consideration to do uh, spend a lot of time effort and a little bit of money to do something that doesn't have any return there's no there's no money back uh, there's no return on this investment other than I get the satisfaction of coming here each week and talking to you in this beautiful relationship we have. We have one of the most beautiful relationships in the world. I talk. You listen. You're such a good listener. I love you. You're fantastic. Now, seriously, I, it's true. It really is true. But I, I do appreciate being able to come here. And it just it, – the thing about the YouTube is, is you'll go through and I'll play these songs, right? And I'll play along with them, and I'll, I'll I'll make sure to give them a like. And I'm I'm very particular about it. I I make sure that I go to the artist page, the the actual artist page, to find their music and give them the like, so that they get the credit. Not even the album companies, not nothing like that. Which I will I I, I will still. That's that's fine. At least it's the album company that it's not just some dude who's taken somebody's song and put it up there and is trying to get likes on it. I, that's why. Why I don't need to do that. I can go right to the source. I can play the source. I know that it's as qual it's quality. It's direct. Uh, this is the, 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 the beauty of the free market, right? But I'll, get, I'll see these and I'll see that a song has millions and millions of views and like twenty likes. What is that? How I just reach it, click that little thumb and and do it all the time. I'm not asking you to do it just for me. I'm asking you to, to remember when you watch these things, when you listen to these things, when you see something on social media, when you uh, see Republic Broadcasting Network post, post something on Facebook. Uh, just even if you don't necessarily agree with it or it's not your favorite show on the network, whatever, just give it that like. It's It doesn't take any effort. It doesn't commit you to the value. We've all, we all get that right now. That Things can be said on the internet long tirades articles movie length videos can these all these things can all be posted and they can be right and wrong and good and bad all at the same time uh, the like that you give for everything that republic broadcasting uh, posts on social media for everything that toward anarchy posts on social media is to is, is when you give that like 
It's just making it so that the odds that somebody else sees it, somebody else gets involved, somebody sees that good information that's all across the the, the network here, uh, not just in my one little hour and my one little corner over here on a Sunday. And believe me, I'm very proud of what we do. I this is part of the the thing that's happened, right? And so the YouTube failure, it, not a failure. I've done all right, but it, it, they they obviously are manipulative. And it, it doesn't it, it, it hasn't suited me well. I'm not I'm not a moron. I'm not an angry white guy. Uh, so I'm not going to go viral like that. Just telling people the truth and being honest with people and acting like a normal human being, uh, trying to entertain and inform some people along the way. That's not that. that no, you have to be extreme. You have to be uh, insane. You have to be giving people thousands of dollars, uh, busting their phones on TV and, and playing pranks on them. It, it just has to be something uh, silly. This is just this is just an exercise in in sharing the truth and and gaining a little bit of understanding about ourselves in the world. What the hell does anybody need that for, right? I, so I the only way that this that this really good. I'm listening to all of this stuff. This is what has happened because the 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 YouTube thing doesn't work out. So I said, all right, well let's try Rumble, and so. I have this open space, this new open space to put uh, all of these, I don't know, we must be close to 200 episodes at this point. Uh, it, it's got to be real close to 200 episodes at this point. And uh, uh, the uh, so I have all of these to choose from, and, and many of them have never been put on YouTube. I never, I just have never bothered because I it takes so much more editing. I have to edit out all the music. Uh, and even when I do, sometimes if it plays real, real well, it gets uh, it it it, uh, it still shows up, and they still tag me for it. And then, of course, the the content and the different things that uh, uh, we that that I end up talking about, and that I've received some of those those um, strikes for on the YouTube. That, that that supposedly that won't happen on Rumble, and so I created the Rumble account. I've been dropping a new mostly new to a video platform for sure episode all of them are available on the website at towardanarchy.com all all almost 200 episodes of this show are available uh, but the the I'm I'm hand picking I'm trying to find some of the best and one of the things that I've been doing is I've been listening to myself and I don't do that very often I've been doing this for so long I'm not a first-year uh, broadcaster who needs to listen back to my air checks all the time to make sure that I'm catching my posts and I'm doing my thing and I'm holding down the basics. That's not I'm I'm well past that at this point, so I don't listen to myself very often. And what but when I do, I go back and I'm just I'm I'm genuinely impressed with the. Uh, the just the delivery the way the things the things that i'm talking about the truth that are there and i'm i'm lucky to be able to share that with y'all so uh, i the it begins at towardanarchy.com like i said and and if you go there and you follow along if you look for today if you look for october 29th or if you're live with us in real time it'll be there on the front page uh you you'll see information about my guest john foster he's an author and an angel investor and and much more business coach a mentor these Many, many things, uh, widely traveled, uh, economist, uh, the, 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 there's a bunch of labels that you could pin 
on John. Uh, but one of the things that was that, that really struck me, and he reached out to me about this, is, is it, I, I met John across this pod pod match program that I've talked about before. We've had a number of guests on the show. It's a, it's like a dating service for podcasters uh, and and people who have you know either their own podcast that they want to go on other people's podcasts and talk about theirs, talk about their thing. Or uh, somebody like John here who has uh, – he created a program after years of, of travel and understanding economics and seeing the disparities in different countries and, and just putting together the questions in his head uh, uh, about what these things mean and how they can be presented to people and help to try to ultimately uh, introduce people to the importance of, of economics and that impact of, of quality, of, of proper, if you will, uh, economic understanding, and, and of course, business and entrepreneurship. And that led to him creating the middle school MBA program uh, and all the information, as I say. It's up there at TowardAnarchy.com. Look for October 29th. There's a link to the uh, MiddleSchoolMBA.com website. Site. And there are also, as always, a couple other things. There's 10 questions you should never answer when pulled over by the police. And I shared this in particular just because of the fact that this was a mainstream media piece. This was all over uh, MSN. And uh, it um, it was good. It was quality. I couldn't believe it. They even started off right. I leave it for you to go and check out. Uh, there's there's some more questions in uh, in another article there about ending state sanctioned theft, uh, taking away the police's ability to to generate revenue. Uh, they're not really going that far in this article, but they're talking about, of course, the, the police being able to seize uh, money and things like that without uh, it, it, it's something that's been a, a huge problem for a long, long time, and it's worse in certain places than it is in others. I remember in Denver, not so long ago, one of the things they would do is just steal people's cars. It didn't matter, whatever. If there was any reason that they could get you out of the car they would steal the car and impound it and and sell it ultimately when you didn't buy it uh, when you didn't pay to get it out of of impound uh, they'd sell it and make the money off it and they were doing this on all sorts of speculative crimes and things and and it, it is there is policing a salvageable notion itself you can answer that question maybe on the uh, the link that's there and there's all that other stuff that's up there but uh, uh john is here with me now and i want to get into the conversation we get uh, i think we just have one break coming up at the bottom of the hour so we have plenty of time to dive into this john i i really appreciate you taking the time to join me and to tell me about this i was really excited uh, when you first reached out through the pod match system there and and right away you're hey we're teaching kids about uh austrian economics and and i'm not going to sit here and pretend that i am any uh economics uh professor but i have this real great understanding of the simple notion of of the 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 basics of the the austrian theory and some of the people in and around uh, that school of thought, and it makes sense. It, it the math adds up, which is always nice. And so I was really excited to talk to you. And then, of course, uh, when I went to look at your uh, bio and everything, it talks about this middle school MBA program and how you uh, developed this over time. And you just sound like a fascinating individual. So I appreciate uh, a few minutes of your time to come here and tell me about uh, uh, these interesting things that you've done. So thank you. Oh no! Thank you, Michael. It's it's so nice of you to have me on the show, and and uh, 
such a flattering introduction. Uh, I hope I can live up to that. <laughs> no, I just the bio alone. It's just fantastic. I mean, you're you're a world traveler and and you invest in businesses and you teach people and I, you're just you're my kind of guy. <laughs> Well, that's just what you get for being old. You know, if you're on the earth long enough, you can do a lot of things. <laughs> Fair enough. I find myself getting there, too. Uh, so tell me a little bit about yourself and, and how you end up uh, teaching kids about good economic theory. Well, um, yeah, a couple of things there. Uh, uh, one, it it actually is relatively simple, as you said, when to... Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when you boil it down to, to really good sound economics, it's, it's, uh, and, and in fact, one of, one of the things that, uh, led me ultimately to Austrian economics, you know, I studied economics in school and in grad school and, and I always, my, uh, one thing that helped me was my, my undergraduate degree was actually in engineering. And, and so when I got into economics, I expected it to make sense, and I expected everything to add up, you know. And, nice. And I was familiar with kind of the the uh, the rules of doing science, and so when in grad school, when I was working uh, uh, in the economics department, I kept seeing them do things with regression analyses and stuff that you would just be skewered for in the hard sciences. You know, you, you can't just pick your data and ignore you know, data points that don't fit your narrative and that kind of thing. And they were doing it right and left. And um, so I was like, well, something's not right about neoclassical economics. Uh, I already pretty much understood that the Keynesian economics was uh, a bust. And, but, but basically the neoclassicals just sort of um, put some lipstick on the Keynesian pig and and kept going with it and and so uh being kind of disenchanted with that i I looked around more and eventually stumbled across the austrian school and it was like wow here are people who approach this as a science it's a it's a social science they so they recognize the limits of, of of what can be done but within those limits there's some very very uh powerful things that you can say um about about economics and and how you should run a society, and so uh, yeah, that became sort of my my go to for economic theory, and uh, I I volunteered as a junior achievement uh, teacher in in schools for for quite a number of years, and over time I, I kept adding to you know what they had. Until one day I had my own curriculum and and I was teaching that and everybody loved it and one day I was walking to class and I said to myself why am I teaching fourteen kids I, I should teach fourteen thousand mm. and so I I built middle school MBA out as a as a uh, as a as a web based uh, curriculum but the one of the really cool things about it is we teach that through the teacher in the class we're not a we're not a curriculum where a kid stares at a at a device, mm. uh, reads a paragraph, and clicks next. You know that's, that's one of the worst ways to learn anything. Um, we we go to the teacher, and we've made everything so clear 
and so intuitive that uh, teachers with no background in business or economics understand it very quickly. It's obviously true, and and then they're like, yeah, yeah, I can take these materials and teach my kids. I'm I'm down for it. What so, kind uh, of? Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, so I'm saying that's one of the one of the neat things about it is that. Um, by going to the teacher instead of if if you're just going to some some kid and you have no idea what they know, you're forced to come in at the lowest common denominator. So any kid with two right. brain cells is bored out of his skull. But when you can go to the teacher at a really high level and then let the teacher bridge that gap between because the teacher knows every kid in the class, right? Where do they know? Yeah. How fast can they learn? And so so we allow we count on the teacher to do that, that role. And so you've got really high-level education that's customized for each kid in each classroom that way, uh, but still 100% scalable. That's, the, that's one of the really cool features. And, and I was just I was going to ask uh, you how – it's called middle school MBA, and, and so that sort of – hints at a particular age range and things. Uh, is, it a, is it just a short course? Is, is it just an introduction into these ideas, or do, is it a growing thing? Does it expound upon itself and, and take these children f- closer in, to becoming entrepreneurs and getting into business as they go on? And, you, and you'll have to answer that question on the other side of the break. Uh, we are talking to John Foster about Middle School MBA and we will be right back here on Toward Anarchy. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news. Real talk real people because you can handle the truth the secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines Syrah grape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin delivering faster and more effective results Our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. This is Elizabeth McCabe, a.k.a. Lucky One of True Frequency News. I wanted to tell you all about Extendivite from HeartDrop.com. Y'all know I check everything before I air it. When I heard about Extendivite on TFR, I went to HeartDrop.com and started my research. It's got cayenne. That's good for blood and circulation. It stimulates the blood flow. It's got garlic, which fights bacteria like antibiotics, and it lowers the cholesterol and blood pressure. It also has milk thistle, which is the best detox for liver. I couldn't wait to try it out, and I'm glad I did four months ago. And here's the obvious results. 
My hands and feet don't get cold anymore. The varicose veins have faded too. My wrists don't hurt after typing all day. Now I tell you all this because it's true and I want you to really live life. Try Extendivite. Go to heartdrop.com and order it. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Call now. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. You're listening to Toward Anarchy with Michael Storm. All right, fresh cup of coffee. That drives the dry throat away. Please do me a favor, a huge, huge favor. It's not really a personal favor, not so much. Uh, It's just a favor for truth, for uh, good information, for choice in your media, and that's uh, support the network. Go to republicbroadcasting.org. If you can, click the donate button. It's the simplest, easiest thing to do. It'll walk you through a few steps. You can donate some money. That money goes directly to uh, producer Sam to help. There's equipment that has to be done. There's things that uh, has to – there's just so much involved in in just getting – Getting this simple little conversation that I'm having with John Foster uh, from us to you to just hooking the us together. And, and it's not all AT&T or, or Ma Bell or whoever it is these days on, on the phone switches. There's so much more involved. Uh, support the network. Click the donate button or go to shoprbn.com for that win-win situation where you are supporting the advertisers that support the network. Because you're buying their products, and they're, and, they're, and they're fantastic products. There really is a wonderful selection of items up, in, in, up on the uh, shoprbn.com website. So please do that. Support the network. Make it so that I can continue to have uh, these wonderful conversations with all these fantastic guests. MiddleSchoolMBA.com is uh, John Foster's uh, curriculum for uh, teaching kids about entrepreneurship and the the importance of economics, good economic theory and thought and, and practice, truly. Uh, and, and I was just asking you, John, before we went into the break, uh, whether it was just a sort of an introductory program or if it's an ex- extended thing that they can use over a period of time and it really grows them into – uh, that that mindset for entrepreneurship as they're um, going through progressing through school. Yeah. So, um, like you like you said, Michael, uh, 
the the words middle school imply a certain age. Yeah. And, and by the same token, the the MBA, Masters of Business Administration, right. implies a certain content and level of of instruction. And and so both of those are true. Um, we do go go through high school as well as as middle school. The the material's not too young. I mean, the material's not too young for the teachers, much less the, the kids. Right. But uh, so, but we do target uh, middle school. That's uh, like the earliest time we find kids can really get their heads around this stuff, and uh, and we do bring them um, graduate level material around business, economics, and entrepreneurship. All three. In a in an integrated fashion, because really they should be taught that way. You know, we 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 over silo things way too much uh, in education, and so so yeah, we've you know when when you get down to the the real essentials of of each part of this, which is you know that, again that's a sort of an MBA approach of we're not we're not getting you every single detail, but we're we're giving you the view of the whole landscape, all the all the critical pieces you need to know and how they're related. So so that's what we're after. We do it in uh, like 36 hours, like a nine-week module that you would drop into a history class or whatever. And so in, in 36 hours, it's, it's just phenomenal what... Uh, what what we teach kids, and as far as aiming them towards entrepreneurship or whatever, we don't aim them for anything. Okay, we just want enough. them to understand how the world works, you know, because very few people actually do. It's it's like you know you you teach kids physics not not because you want them to uh, to necessarily become a physicist, but because it's important to understand you know who Galileo was and and how the mechanics of the universe work and that kind of stuff you know it's just important for anybody to have a grasp of that so uh, we do have kids that that decide oh look this is my this is my career path I'm going to be an entrepreneur but but for others if you're going to be an employee it's so helpful to understand how businesses work it makes you a more valuable employee and and more employable if you're going to be uh, a homemaker, you know, to understand um, things around debt and 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 what the the people who are pitching uh, products to you, what's you know, what's their incentive and what's you know, what's behind what they're doing. Just just no matter what you do, it's it's really important to to understand these concepts. Well, I, I think that's absolutely true, and and the reason is, and and this is my limited knowledge of this and how it really applies because i've never read the book uh but it's it's human action we're talking about the we're talking about real people real humans who are looking to satisfy their wants and their needs and they're and and it's just like anything it's there's a a, a path you take the and and an understanding that you can have when you just kind of understand people and you let people be people and you let them do what they're going to do and and it should be it 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 should be the one of the things that makes us realize that we're all the same 
that no matter what kind of little word games we play with a lot of things, political games that we play with a lot of things, our actions and the reasons why we do these things and their impact on others when it comes to economics and the and the larger, or you know, Adam Smith, the the invisible hand, the idea that the things that we do as individuals uh, and, and how those things impact and manipulate, but but don't really because they're just natural. They're just, that's the the point of it that's why it was so easy i think for me to grasp and why i think it's so important that we get this into the heads of children in this age range because it was probably i suppose i was probably 12 when i was first introduced to the federal reserve and somebody pointed out to me what the dollar bill was and what it actually meant and what all the writing was on it and and who these people and these ideas were behind it uh, and then I think by by the time I was 14, I had uh, read uh, Economics in One Lesson. And that's about the extent of my actual readings on economics, aside from you know paper here, paper there, that sort of thing. Uh, because I read that and, was, oh, well, this is, this is how you learn economics, because economics isn't so much about – M1 and M2, yeah, if you want to be an economist. Right. And you, yeah, uh, it's more about people and why people are going to do what they do. Yes, it, it, it's about human behavior, um, and, it, and it's simple logic. It's, it's not mathematics and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Uh, so, so, yeah, you're totally right. Um, what we've done is we, we haven't added a whip to the, to the canon of economic knowledge, but we can teach it faster than anybody on the planet. Uh, when I think about the first time I read Human Action, whoa, what a big book, and, you know, it's not, it's, it's yeah. not his first language, right? So you're reading this, uh -huh. this guy who's writing in a second language and these big, long German sentences. We have a, uh, a 3D economic model that we call Linky, and instead of having to, to read this crazy half-German stuff, we just you can just see it in front of your eyes. This is what this is the structure of an economy and this is the capital structure and the price structure. We can we can uh run an animation and you can see the business cycle happen in right before your eyes. So um things like that, these kind of advancements in teaching it I mean we have children that can talk to you about uh business cycle theory and how business cycles work. Awesome. So um <laughs> That's what we brought to the table is a much faster, much easier way to grasp these. You mentioned uh, economics in one lesson. We've just yeah. uh, put out a video we call economics in one video. And nice. in, in the beginning, I say uh, I'm channeling Henry Hazlitt here. Mm -hmm. uh, but so we, we've improved on the, some of the classics that way just by making them easier to grasp at a at a younger age and, and for adults it's like super super fast that's fantastic and, and that's exactly what i expected you would be saying when when you first reached out and, and mentioned that this is what you have been doing and how long has this been going on how, how many years ago behind this thing it's been going commercially for about five years now wow. um i've been building it for i don't know I don't know how many years where you want to start, you know, right, five right. years yeah. back or 15 years back. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, commercially for about five years, uh, we're one of the, one of the few for-profits uh, in the space. 
um, you know, a lot of the organizations, they just give their stuff away. They're nonprofits and they solicit donations. And But 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 we don't from the get-go. I thought, you know, if you're going to teach business, you should really be a business and, and feel those pressures. And uh, so that's, that's the way we roll. Right, that's great. Yeah, the, the, those are all the right combinations for setting up, uh, setting someone up for success. From from what I'm able to tell, I wish I, I you know I, I look back on my life. I wish that my parents were smarter about money. I wish that they understood the world a little bit better and could have done so. That they, you know, they were poor normal blue collar people. My mother was a seamstress and amongst other things, but. Uh, and and my stepfather was a meat cutter and mechanic and you know so I, it, no um, no even simple understanding of economics just just writing checks and and shuffling money around and calling that economics and right personal finance. Yeah, personal finance. There you go. As opposed to which, uh, there's an application. Let's get Absolutely. that straight. Let's, yeah, but uh, but to have an understanding beyond just managing your own finances and and how uh, how and what money is that that's one of the biggest things that is such a failure of our system. And uh, and uh, to you, somebody like me who's been doing what I've been doing here. Yeah, thirty five years, something like that. If you if you take my initial understand from the the, the get go, the understanding of the the failures of the dollar and the Federal Reserve and that you know that sort of twelve, uh, fourteen, fifteen year old kid in and around that age trying to figure that out. I. I, we're not told that message about money. We're not told what real money is. We're not told what currency is. We're not told about the differences between them. So we're confused about them. We're told about credit. We're not told about debt. Uh, which, you know, yes, you have to be able. You have to do this and this and this, and so you have good credit, and then you'll be able to, uh, you know, get a credit card and, and buy a house right. and buy a card. But they, they they don't talk about the debt part of it. They don't mention that until you're in the debt. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I, I, I couldn't agree more. It, it, um, it, at, at some point, you, you start to think that it's, uh, that it's on purpose. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's and, what and I started start to get at, is that they're doing it on <laughs> purpose. Because if I can sit here at the age of sort of 12, 13, 14, the, the, you know, this age range that we're talking about here, and so many other people can too, not just myself, obviously. Look at this and go, wow, there's something seriously wrong with manipulation of the economy and the way these guys are doing it. Oh, what do you mean? This is a particular theory of economics. What do you mean both the Republicans and the Democrats practice? What do you mean that this is the Federal Reserve and it's a, a private bank and it's not really a government? What? Do, what? <laughs> it just keeps going and going. Uh, yeah, you, you might get the impression that somebody was doing this so that they could profit from it all. Yeah, you know, I was a kid in the 70s during the, the, the crazy uh, inflations that we were having then. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I asked every adult I knew what was causing the inflation. And nobody nobody had a decent answer. And, and at 14, I knew the answers were bad. I didn't know what the real answer was. But I, right. but I knew the, the answers I was getting just didn't add up. 
So yeah, the, the, the ignorance is, is just phenomenally widespread. And I, and I think it always has been. It's, yeah. and, and there's, I mean, we could talk about why that is. Uh, I mean, it goes back to Aristotle. Mm. But the, the uh, I, I guess the, the short version is that economics has always been, well, it, it wasn't until the Austrians put their finger on subjective value that uh, we even had all the pieces of the puzzle to even figure out economics. But that was uh, 150 years ago. And um, a lot of the old fallacies have hung on, and a lot of even the, uh, you know, the, the neoclassical economists who claim right. to be on board with subjective value theory haven't uh, realized its full implications or, or haven't wanted to you know, realize its full implications. And so it's, it's, it's always been a bit of a chaotic mess, economics. But there's no, no excuse for it to be today. You know, it's now it's, I think it's purposeful obfuscation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we teach 12-year-olds. We, there's no reason that every adult in yeah. America shouldn't have a strong grasp of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, if they just understood where their money comes from, and because they, I, it's anecdotal. The whole federal label on the Federal Reserve, for one thing. But that just, okay, so yeah, you get uh, this private banking consortium or whatever that prints the the money. Well, that's not all of it. That's not the whole story. It's not just that they print crappy fiat money that has no intrinsic value to it, no inherent value to it whatsoever. uh, But they force us on it, too. That's the other half of fiat is the forced part. Uh, It may not be the most important part because when you're trading in in things that are worthless, that's probably extremely important whether somebody's telling you you have to use it or not. But uh, (laughs) I think it's a disconnect. It's funny because um, – I love the subjective, uh, the 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 arguments, the conversations about subjective and objective valuations of things, especially today, where we live in a time where it's so easy to pull together aggregate data of subjective valuations and turn them into a relatively objective valuation. When you're talking about the marketplace, uh, for instance. Uh, I am a I am a comic book shop owner and collector, and so I have an understanding of the collector's market. And I I get this is one of the reasons I understand economics. I was I was reading comics before I was reading economics, uh, and a lot more comic books than economic books. Uh, but the the idea of collectors and collecting and currency, the currency of a comic book, and understanding that helped me understand the value of a dollar and and what a real physical product was, and and of course subject and objective valuation and of course when i when i talk about that i can go to you know ebay or i can pull up uh, a gpa it's a, a um uh, an analysis system for uh, uh, aggregate data on um graded comic book sales you know high-end comic book sales ultimately mm-hmm. and and i can say well okay this comic book was has been selling at this rate for the past year the past nine months the past two years there's just all of this 
collected subjective data in it was all of these individual purchases and things were subjective to the individuals that made them and the valuation that they placed on all that stuff and and compiled into an aggregate place i love to talk about uh subjective and objective valuation because there's there's hardcore economists hardcore uh, people in in our on our side of the street here that would uh, they, that would end up falling into a little trap where suggesting that subjective value is the only valuation that matters wrong it's the only valuation that matters to you it doesn't mean anything to the rest of the market so if you ignore the objective valuations of the marketplace you can go in and with your subjective valuation to a place and say i i believe that that is worth that much and the store owner is going to look at you and say i don't give a damn what you believe it's worth this much and i'm not selling to you at that price (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the, the the magic of of the marketplace is that it <clears throat> that it takes these all of these subjective uh, valuations that uh, are we can't you know that we can't measure. We're not able. To, I, we can't. We can't tell can't, whether yeah. whether I like something a, a scoop of ice cream more than you like it. You know, we're both just salivating and saying, "Give me the ice cream." It it takes this subjective thing that that nobody can measure and and turns it into a price which is objective and now we can do business because because we can look at the the prices in the marketplace and say well if i combine a and b i can get c which is of higher value and so i can make a profit and and there's business going on without prices none of that's possible but but prices are the way we're able to say well okay so across this whole market um, who's the incremental buyer and seller, and and where do they land? And it's so a boom. There's your price. Well, it's a language of its own, right? It tells you a whole yeah. lot of different things. Yeah, if you actually look at why a price is why it is, if you start investigating what li- lies underneath uh, the price of something, y- you find out a lot of the. Uh, you know, you find out the economics. You find out the humans underneath of it, moving things around, and why they're doing it, and how how it got to this point. What what components? What what contributions by people? By by services? By uh, product by different, you know, whatever componentry goes into the thing, uh, and and then once it gets there, you have that set base price. Well, where's the rest of it? Where's the profit? Where's the thing? You know, how do you figure that? And, it, and and it's all an interesting thing because it's all different for every one of us, but it's all exactly the same. It's all the same process. I laugh at the. Uh, the left anarchists, these uh, anti-capitalist anarchists, because it doesn't make any sense. Anarchists and cap- anti-capitalists don't go together. It doesn't make any sense uh, because it's just somebody who's trying to tell me uh, that I can't use my wealth in the way that I see fit. Uh, we're not even talking about how I gain that wealth. That's not the point. It's how I expend that wealth uh, and what I do with it. And and I laugh at these these left uh, anarchist in their their complete misunderstanding of of economics and uh, capitalism and why it works the way it does in such a a simple manner in helping to explain how we can all get along together and still pursue our own uh, interests and our and and go ahead. Yeah, it's funny. Not only do they not understand the, the economics, but they, they appear not to understand anarchy either because right. they have a, 
an idea that uh, they're going to impose these certain rules, a rule of not having a government, I suppose. But so who imposes that rule? You know, that's that's not anarchy. Yeah. When, yeah, when, when people are left alone to pursue their own ends in peaceful ways, then and you get a you get a market and you you know you get uh anarcho capitalism I, I think one of the useful things that uh that the left the the far left provides in terms of uh marxist uh, type economies is that uh the, just the utter failure of the whole right thing. because <laughs> when when you understand these the simple concepts of all right I have a price I can look at Prices in the market, I can make rational decisions about doing business or spending my money or whatever. But it's but prices are so um, so normal to us that we take them for granted. But when you go to a, a Marxist society, North Korea, Cuba, Venezuela, where either you take away the prices or you or you badly distort those prices, right. nobody knows what to do, and and you just get these completely dysfunctional places where people are uh, literally starving in many cases. You know, in Venezuela, I don't know what the number is today. People are losing twenty to thirty pounds a year. Uh, oh my! Due to malnutrition, and it's it's so simple when you think. Hey, when you're the the grand poobah planner for North Korea, but you have no prices to look at, you have no way to decide how much seed and how much fertilizer should we buy and where should we plant the crops, what farmland is worth farming and what's just a pot. You have no way to know. And but but if you think about this poor guy, he has to pretend that he knows because if he doesn't. They drag him out in some field and fire artillery pieces at him, right? So, and and that's where you must end up if you have a uh, a society with no prices. Uh, that's where every one of them goes. That's why you have tyranny and repression in in every type of uh, controlled Marxist uh, communist society. Well, and and that's just the extreme of it too, right? We're looking, we're talking about the sort of end result of it almost. It's at least just the end result before the total collapse. And right. and and if you hold that up to America, and you hold a mirror up to America, and tell it to look at itself, you see that we're on we're on that same path, and that there's not really any chance to deviate with it. Because again, what we're talking about here is 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 it's done for a reason. It's been being done for. a reason. Reason for so long, it, we cannot possibly sit here and talk and show scientifically and and for the past 150 years at least um, that that there's a better way to manage people, manage society, manage the economy, the economy by not messing with it, by letting it right. do what it's going to do. Oh my, we're we're already out of time, John. It's been a pleasure talking to you, John Foster, Middle School MBA.com. Uh, any last thought? No, thank you. It's been so great uh, to be on. Thank you so much for having me. I'd love to do it again sometime. Take care, John. Thank you so much. And with the rest of you, we'll see you next week.
Tehebo Tea Club's original pure pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113.